the WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem Tanner and Noli. You know, you don't realize how loud that is until it gets played directly into your ears before we start yeah. it. Just inject so, it straight into my brain. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Ah, it was a not good week, man. (laughs) Not good on the ice, not good off the ice. Uh, Remember how we said in our opening segment that news is going to come out, and it's going to be no big deal, and it's just going to be water under the bridge, and things will go back to normal? We were fucking wrong. We were hey, so wrong. <laughs> you know, at least we weren't the ones spreading rumors that were completely false. And... False, and people still argue that they are they're true. Still, which blows my yeah, mind that they're just, just they're just saying that. So dumb. Yeah. So, uh, Corey Perry's contract has been terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> the next immediately day. Immediately after it. we got done. Um, if you notice, there was this very little social media post about the last episode. It's because everything I did was from that opening segment. <laughs> and, and there we go. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting to see how it all played out like within six days the hawks received the complaint they investigated it and they did actions they terminated the contract which regards to the situation you know not hearing much about what actually happened and what went down it's like you do have to give the blackouts credit they said that what happened in 2010 is never going to happen again and they stuck to their word and they took care of business as soon as it was brought to them um the press conference that Kyle Davison did the the day of all the news and all that was was tough. Yeah. I I feel for him having to go through that. Like that makes no sense that they had him do that. Yeah, no no one else there too. That was weird. You would have thought like Wirtz or um Faulkner would have been would have been up there with him or somebody to kind of like back him up a little bit. Uh, he was gonna really like. There's a couple times I thought he was gonna start crying, like break yeah, down. Pretty, pretty upset. But um, so yeah, he is gone. And basically, if you really want to know what happened, I think the the main clues that have been out there is that there's a team event in Nashville. Um, had sponsors, executives, and all this there. It sounds like he maybe had just a little too much to drink and up. did the wrong thing or said the wrong thing to the wrong person, and here we are. Yep. You don't get much more information than that. No. Um, he I released don't, a I statement. Don't, well, I don't know, like, because you know how, like, people are always like, well, the Hawks always said they're going to be more transparent with these things. And it's like, well, how much transparency are we actually, like, looking to get? Because I think the transparency they're talking about is the fact that, like, there was an issue brought up. And then it was released that there was an issue immediately, and then they took care of it. I'm thinking, like, obviously, like, they don't go too much into detail because you don't want, like, whoever was on the receiving end of whatever it was to get harassed. And you don't want, I don't know, like, in a way, it seems like they might be protecting Perry from, like, 
whatever he did too. They're just saying that like there was an incident and he's no longer with the team. Sure. People are going to draw up their own conclusions and try and be like, Oh, he definitely like, everybody's like, Oh, he definitely did this. It's like, all right, shut the fuck up. Like he obviously didn't like definitely do what you're saying because you just think that's what would be funny. It's because it's, you want him to, you wanted, you want him to have done it because it's the yeah. Blackhawks and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, yeah, kind of like what you're saying. Like, you don't, we don't have to get all the information for everything. Like, this is something that bugged me way back too with when Jonathan Taves was going through his medical stuff and he was gone and there was no answers. It's like, did I want to know what was going on? Yeah, of course. I would love to know, like, what's keeping him out. But at the end of the day, it's a personal, thing that he doesn't have to share with right. i mean there's a there's a law your, in this country your, your need to be in everyone's business does not mean you have the right to be in everyone's business and whoever this person was that this this happened to i can sure as hell tell you that they didn't sign up to to be thrown into the public eye and right. have their, their their name and, well, and all that out there. Yeah, because that's the thing too, right? As soon as like that name becomes public, you just, you're going to get the people that are just assholes that are going to be like harassing them, being like, "What? Like, why did you have to tell on them? Like, you, Corey Perry, like, you, you would never have done that. You're a fucking liar. Like, stuff like that would come out. And then nobody wants that kind of bullshit. Exactly. So it's just let it be. I mean, it might eventually come out someday. It probably mean, will. Who knows? <laughs> but you know what? It's no, it's nobody's business. The only people that businesses, the person that was affected, Corey Perry and the Black, like and Kyle yeah. Davidson and all that kind of stuff. After that, let it be. Just let it go. Move on. Um, he released a statement basically saying that he is reaching out to get um, help for mental mental health and alcohol. I don't. He never really Abuse. said alcohol. Yeah, alcohol abuse. Was that the exact terminology he used? Maybe. Maybe been maybe he said problems with alcohol. I don't remember off the top. Yeah, of but um, and if that's the case, I hope he really is getting the help that he needs and all that kind of stuff. And just I hope he's him, just not tipping back one two one or two few yeah. many. And I just hope if it is something serious and all that, he's not using that as his like scapegoat because he knows oh yeah. I, I can't get too much in trouble if I say I have a problem kind of thing. But um, sounds like he's already got teams interested in him um, for when he does yeah. decide he wants to come back and play again. So I'm sure he'll uh, he'll be on a playoff team here before before the end of the year. Maybe this was his plan the whole time. Destroyed the Blackhawks on the inside for it's not well, destroying anything <laughs> for 2013. He attempted to he attempted to destroy the team from the inside for the playoffs a couple of years ago when uh, he was on the Ducks. Still joking. Um, after that, the Hawks had to play a game um, with all that going on. Uh, it was just crazy. The players to this day still don't know, allegedly don't know what happened. Uh, so they had to probably deal with all that. And then they had to go focus uh, to welcome in the crack into town. Uh, this one I did not watch because I turned it on when they were up to nothing and the crack and immediately scored. So I turned so it off. Turned it, off. <laughs> it was a good game. Marasic played great. He was he literally made so many great saves. Uh just continuing that awesome play that he's had, you know, especially since I think this was his first game since the Columbus game too. So yes. like I was saying before, where I was like, it's a good I'm glad that he had like that shit game and then bounced back. Um and didn't continue like like poor play. 
that's why he was the third star. I think he could have been easily a top, like the top star. Um, but I think just because like that Cartier kid ended up scoring, if he would have been only two goals against, he would have definitely been like first star. Um, Boris continued. Like, I think he had scored the last goal of the previous game, which who, I forgot who they played from that one. Uh, <clears throat> previous game was the St. Louis game. Yes. So he, I think he scored the last goal there and then scored the first goal in this game. And I was like, Hey, Boris is heating up. He's just been, he's been much more noticeable to me throughout like every game, but like that third and fourth line has been really kind of, they've been having puck possession, which is kind of crazy to me because you were hoping for that with like the first couple lines, but at the third and fourth line, hey. getting it. like, that's nice. It's just, you know, they don't have the skill like, like the first line does to, you know, put the puck away. <laughs> um, but, I now know he's a real person. I used to always think he was a right? fake, fake name because every time I watched, you do nothing, and now he's, he's been playing pretty he's well. He's been he's been driving the play up the ice like he is. He's been pretty impressive to me, just playing on that third or fourth line. I don't know uh, if you want to talk about this now, but let me ask you this: Like, do you think our bottom six is our best lines of hockey right now for this team? I mean, they're the ones that have really been more consistent, but it is like. The, the other teams are focused on the top two, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that they're just getting a lot more opportunity since there's so much focus on, like, shutting down Bedard and, and keeping one, keeping that line off the board. Um, Anderson has been playing great, too. Like, I've been really – Joey? Joey Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, he ended up being first star this game, too, just getting two assists. Um, Mackenzie Atwistles ended up scoring. Like that, they they there's a lot of like good play from from the Hawks during this game. It was nice to see them come out with a dub. Um, I just thought that they were going to end up losing because Seattle has been like scoring goals on them like easily over the last like year or so. Was it what they've only been in the league for like two years? This is year three. Yeah. So it was a really good game. Um, yeah, the Hawks just got outplayed in the third though. They only had three shots. That's why Mrazic was even more stellar, man. 36 shots against and only three went in. 917 save percentage, is that correct? Yeah, 917 yep. save percentage. I mean, I don't know what else more you could say about him. Like, He's playing he amazing, amazing yeah. on, a, on a really bad team. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing what he needs to do. He's probably trying to get himself onto a, a team that will need some goaltending depth come yeah. playoff time. Like, the fact that he has, like, and around, I think it's probably under 900 at this point just because of Sunday. But he was at a little over 900 starting that game um, on a not good team. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, so moving on to uh, Thursday's game. Started off amazing. I'm like, holy shit, this well, game's going to – well, not really amazing. I mean, the first five minutes of this game, I'm like, this is going to be a game of who – who's going to make the last mistake kind of thing because the puck yeah. was just bouncing ever. It was very sloppy, very ugly hockey. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't pretty. It was a lot of broken plays going back and forth. It was just, oh, man, it was, it, was, it was entertaining in a way. There's a lot of chances. It's just the Hawks also couldn't beat Alex Lyon, who was just having a pretty decent year himself. And yeah. Then, uh, I, this, was this Mrazic again? No, I think this – or no, yeah, this was Mrazic. Okay. No, this is Mrazic. Yeah, this he, he just had a rough go. Like, 
from what I remember of the goals, like some pretty good goals being scored. Yeah. Oh, who was it? Fabry? Yeah, Fabry. That just, oh. That Turning people inside out. Fucking. Uh, the, the way this game started, the Hawks go on a power play, immediately let up a shorthanded goal. And then they answer. And then they immediately answer. Lucas Reichel picks it on up. The Dart and Korchinski. So that's nice. Korchinski, yeah. And then they immediately change the power play unit number one again. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, after that, I mean, it was all Detroit in this one. Um, five to one was the score that the Brinkett, you can tell, was buzzing. He wanted, he was sitting on goal 199. He wants, oh, wanted really? 200. You know, he wanted to score against Chicago. He hasn't scored against the Hawks yet. This is the third game against them since he's been traded, was traded to Ottawa and then, then traded to Detroit. Um. Yeah, it's just I, I get so I know we talked about this before. I just get so disappointed when Detroit comes on the schedule now because it's like these games used to mean something, and now I'm just right. like, eh. I mean, even with Patrick Kane going there, you, he even mentions it too. Like, is there really a rivalry anymore? Like, it used to be like when he first started, but is it really there still? It isn't. Yeah, NHL had to ruin it. It's frustrating. It's so yeah, the NHL did have to ruin it. No, Detroit had to cry, little crybabies. They won't oh, need to be back in our Eastern Conference or Eastern time zone. Eh. Yeah, being an That's hour awesome. later is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else from that game? Not really. It's just Hawks just got outplayed. Like they had chances. They had plenty of chances. It's just like I said that Alex Lyon kid is having himself a decent year. And uh he continued. So uh, they fouled up that. They had a nice little back-to-back three-game three road trip, Detroit, then to Winnipeg. Um, this game they lost 3-1, to one, but it looked a lot closer for, from what I saw. Um, yeah. It was pretty tight until I believe it was like the third period is when Winnipeg kind of ran away with it, no? Um, yeah, I think. Jesus. I, there's so many games this week. I mean, Bedard's starting the scoring, and I was just like, yeah, let's go. Get back in the dub, dub column. And then they just – it was just Connor Hellebuck, you know? Like, it's – he's so good. (laughs) It's fucking frustrating when you run into, like, the goalie that's, like, obviously been contending for Vezina trophies, and you're like, fuck, that's right. He is really good. Um, So no matter what the Hawks were doing offensively, like, he just was putting up a brick wall there. Winnipeg, I mean, they were okay – I felt like the Hawks spent a lot of time, a lot more time shorthanded than they did. I don't know why. <laughs> it might not have been this game. I think it might have been last game. Well, so I'm trying to pull up the stats I wrote here. Um, yeah. So in the second period alone, the Jets were able to generate 24 shot attempts compared to the Hawks' 13. Um, the third period, the team's tied in shot attempts at 15 apiece, but majority of the Hawks' shot attempts came after they were already down three to one. Um, oh, so yeah, the majority that's yeah, so the majority of the second period was all Winnipeg. Um, yeah. they had the most opportunities out there. Um, what was good about the Hawks for this one, uh, was the new look first line, which is. Anthony. Oh, Bavillier. That's right. This is Bavillier's first game. I forgot the Hawks traded for him just a fifth rounder. 
Yeah, for fifth rounder, Anthony Bavillier, Bedard. And the reason and that Kirchhoff. he couldn't play the game before was because he has work visa issues and he's not able to come to the U.S., which is insane to me because, he, like, how was he not able to play Yeah, in the U.S. beforehand? Unless well, it I think it's to do with him not being in a U.S. team. Yeah, because I think there's a difference between him traveling versus yeah. staying. Um, so. But, but yeah, he uh, that first shift with them out there together, like you could yeah. just tell that there was a whole like next. It was level looking. It looked good. Him. Yeah, it looked good, and it's just disappointing that he couldn't play Sunday against Minnesota. But, yeah, I mean, this is what they lost. I mean, he led the team with eight shot attempts. He led the team with scoring really? chances with seven, and Damn. he led the team with high danger chances at four. Yeah, that's that's. I can't wait to see more of that. Like, he's a UFA at the end of this year. He's on a one year deal. Um, this is a big pickup. I like it. I yeah. think that could I potentially mean, they, pay they off. Well. Probably, they can probably end up re-signing him if it like fits for the rest of the year. He's only making like four mil. He's making a hair over from it's literally his contract like fills in the the Perry contract and what yeah. it did for Vancouver who I mean I think he was just like too far down he on was their depth, on their depth chart not getting the time about ice time that like they required him for but yeah he had eight been, points they've been, in, uh, yeah they've been clicking like crazy games. yeah they've been clicking like crazy anyway so they're like hey free up four million in cap space and then they went and flipped that pick for added a third and got Zadorov. So good for them. Good for the Hawks. The Hawks really got them cheap. That's what I'm saying. Like it's very much like the, the Jason Dickinson trade with Vancouver, yeah. right? Like, like we, we bought really cheap and then it has the ability to really pay off for us. So win, win. Yeah, absolutely. Jason Dickinson still playing, playing fantastically, even though he hasn't been on the score sheet as much. He's, he's definitely noticeable out there. There's, there's guys on this team that are very not noticeable. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's becoming less and less fun to watch when that happens. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second here. Um, Last game, wrap it up. Uh, More of the same. Blackhawks go to Minnesota. Minnesota was uh, – they're feeling it. They have been rolling since their coaches change. Yep. Um, they were they were doing okay towards the end of the Evison, but they weren't getting in the win column. They were, they were playing a little bit better, and now that they got the coaching change, man, like they've been, they've been hot. Um, Hawks lost this one 4-1, to one, which, interesting enough, that's now 13 straight games that the Hawks have allowed three or more goals – uh, they're three and nine in that span, and they're being outshot. Um, they outscored, they've scored 31 goals, they've allowed 47. So, it's no tough. offense, yeah, no offense from this team. Um, it's really tough. Uh, the only other thing, well, yeah, for me you on have this like game, the 31st like best power play in the league, like that's also a tough look, yeah. Um, Bedard picks up an assist on the on the Hawks' lone goal. Which Late gives him, game. yeah. So that's nine consecutive, or he's on a nine point goal st- or point streak on the road. Yep. Um, which is the second longest all time among eighteen or younger players. Uh, he is just trailing Nathan McKinnon, who has sixteen games um, as as his record. And then yeah, Mark Andre Fleury picks up the win. He's now four wins away from second all time, tying second all time. Oh, and he's also like four games away from playing a thousand. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. He played great too. 
that was that's another thing. Like the Hawks had plenty of chances, um, a lot where they just ended up like either like kind of missing the net slightly. That happened to Bedard. I feel like he's getting real frustrated because he gets some good looks and then he just ends up like clipping the goalie's shoulder or like just going high or wide. Um, man, he's gonna the way that he shoots, man. It's just gonna go in like crazy for for a streak. I guarantee it. I forgot what game it was, but the Hawks broadcast. So take it with a grain of salt. Registered his wrist shot at 85 miles per hour. Yeah, I think that was against that was against Winnipeg. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, that is insane. The craziest thing to me this game too was the fact that when they were on the power play, when I mean Minnesota gave him so much space, and I was like, oh my god, we're gonna run away with this, and then they just they had six shots on the first power play. Just couldn't couldn't find the back of the net, but then that's the thing. Like there was only three power plays total, and then they they ended up getting one on the on the third power play. But you know what? They're yeah, it was like their first power play was the best they've, they've had probably the year so far, and it's yeah. like I'm okay with that. Take the steps, yeah. like get the pucks on net, work on that instead of doing this whole like pass, pass, pass. Like, and again, I'm not one of those people. Skill pass, shoot the puck, shoot. but it's like. There's so many times that this team has a lane for a shot. Yeah. And, and they, they try to force an extra pass. Like, I don't understand. That's that's pretty frequent. And it's, you, it's like, oof. Oof. Big oof. You're, sh- you're struggling scoring goals. So, hey, let's go and not sh- put the puck on that to make it right. even let's, harder. Let's, like, let's try and make the pretty ones happen all the time when we're not getting anything happening. They um, don't ask how. They ask how many. Yeah, right. And you can tell everybody right now, it went bar down. It doesn't matter. You are, you, can... you are failing both right now, and it is infuriating. Yeah. This is another game, um, Razik. I think he had a great game. There's a there's some chances there that he just came up huge. Um still like the stats not gonna reflect the fact that like I'm sure the advanced stats do. Because they're probably like, oh, like high danger chances and like goals about like goals above expected and things like that. Um, but man, yeah, it's it's tough that he's getting no support offensively in these games and then very little defensive support, especially yeah. since in this game they sent down Kaiser and they sent down Phillips and then they healthy scratched Lucas Reichel. So man, they brought up Louis Crevier, who was his it was his first game um as a as a hawk. And he was a, I think, seventh round pick. He's six eight. He's gigantic. It's crazy. I, yeah, he's six, been getting twenty twenty seventh round pick, one hundred eighty eighth yep. overall. He's been getting like first line ice time in the AHL is what they were the broadcast was saying, which is awesome. Um, he had just a, a hair under sixteen minutes played, one shot on goal, but then you know, no other notable stats from there. I he's going with Tenorti, right? I yeah, I believe so. He might have gotten time with some other with some other guys too. No, probably just play with Tenor because Tenorti finished with 16 minutes as well. Yeah, so they, they must have just played like whistle to whistle since there's since their time on ice is almost identical. Um yeah, like I think he held his own. It's pretty easy when you can reach half the ice standing, <laughs> <laughs> standing near the boards. But uh yeah, that- like, that's a that's a giant pairing. Tenorti and Crevier, 6'6 six, six and 6'8. Six, Jesus. That's like that fucking basketball player on San Antonio that they just drafted this year who's like 6'6 
100 when, when Benyama tall. or whatever yeah. he is. He's like 7'8". He just has to reach up to... Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because when I was just mentioning that uh, Zadorov trade, they they also have the possibility of having a very tall pairing of Tyler Myers and Nikita Zadorov. Oh, shit, yeah. Because they're both like around 6'5 and 6'6". Six, six. So like, Jesus. A lot of a lot of big boys out there, but yeah, I mean, it's, with this with this lineup, you have Jones and Murphy at six four, Tenorti and Vlasic at six six, and Crevier at six eight, and then Korchinski, who's like six one or six two. Korchinski's a little baby out there. Yeah, right, and he's not that small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, he's listed at six one. Yeah, you're so tiny, bud. Fucking, <laughs> I think he had some good chances too, Korchinski, during this game. He's he's. Had some decent chances, like in in all these games. It's the Hawks are just struggling to score. He's he's starting to feel it, and and mm-hmm. the confidence is growing in him, and it's it's awesome to see. Um, him and Vlasic have just been great. I think, yeah. in my opinion, given their situation, you know, being a, the young defenseman on this on this D unit who's not set up, to, you don't have offense to like you know bail you out. You know, right. you got to really step up. And I think they're doing good. And I think that's why they are getting the time that they're getting. And they're still up here. And they haven't been. Vlasic almost had a breakaway chance in this game, too, where he just he pushed the puck past the D and beat him in a foot race and then took him wide and just, like, crashed the net. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay. All okay, right. Okay. Vlasic showing some wheels. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, all in all, man, like, offense is just not there. Defense is is what it is, right? Like we knew it wasn't going to be that great. It's going to be growing pains for the rookies, and then I don't know if there's much of the future for those vets, other than obviously Seth Jones, who's stuck with the team for a while. So, yeah, I mean the mindset you got to have with it is the only person that you're really stuck with or that you should really get used to is Bedard. Yeah. I think everybody else, regard. I mean, Korchinski, obviously. I yeah, mean, Korchinski and 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 Vlasic, Vlasic, I think. Yeah, but I mean, after those three, I honestly could see everybody else getting dealt at some point. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I I think yeah. that obviously, like Korchinski is going to be like your guy as like the offensive defenseman for the future. Vlasic has just been a, become a fantastic defenseman, and he can only get better. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Yeah, like I mean, everybody else is is up for grabs. Um, the other thing too, like I'm I'm excited once Bavillier's visa thing gets figured out. Like that's something to look forward to because that line was like you said looked great against Winnipeg, Bavillier, Kershev, and and Bedard, and that kind of gives a a little bit less ice time to Felino, which is fine because I mean he's a he's an older guy, he's a vet. And you can't be skating him 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah, know, I'm, whatever I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll enjoy the little break, but he'll get that ice time on the penalty kill. He'll get that ice time on that second-line power play. And then and when in doubt, you know, if with, you, like, the, the third or fourth-line guys. And, yeah, you can always move him up. Yeah, if you need to or something's just not clicking, you need to, you know, reset a little bit. Hey, him, yeah, I mean, honestly, here. like, the way that he kind of helped Bedard, like, why not move Reichel back to center, bring him back in, and get Felino on his line? See, see if something yeah. can just kind of spark him a little bit there. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. 
you know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes, who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Um, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bet expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks with the NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. So I think I that am- he's he's definitely a, a very helpful. Like His leadership is, is in, immense. And What's I it going to hurt? You know? Exactly. Yeah, right? Like... Is is Reichel still going to struggle to score? Like, okay, does that <laughs> that's not going to change anything? Yeah, um, we'll get to that in a second, kind of because it kind of goes with what you're talking about with uh, other players. But uh, coming up, the Hawks tonight play Nashville. Um, then they got the Ducks on Thursday, and then they have back to back games Saturday, Sunday, Saturday against St. Louis, Sunday against the Capitals. Um, Four game homestand. A lot of home games this month. I just realized. Damn. Good. I mean, it doesn't matter. Bedard's got yeah, a road matter. streak. <laughs> yeah. He's got the road so, streak, not the home streak, though. So Bedard's not going to score any points when that's four game. No. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope not. I hope he does. Got it. Yeah. Washington on Sunday. Which man, oh, man. NHL talk has some quite crazy stats for you through eight weeks. Um, Oh, cool. Three stars of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's slim pickings here, huh? Right. I mean, you got to so, stick with Bedard at number one, I think. Yeah, Just... he's got three points. I mean, We should almost three... call Bedard and two other stars of the week. We should probably yeah, start saying right. it. Um, I mean, just based off of guys that played well, I think Vlasic played well, even though he's not on the score sheet. He was a plus three. You can say that. Yeah. Nobody else was was that close. Um, let's get to Boris. Ah, right, yeah. Or you would be like, hey, Bavillier, way to come in, <laughs> way to come in there and and just look good for that one game. You know what? Let's do it. That'd be funny. The new new Blackhawk. It's like, no, I don't know, Boris. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whatever you want to do for three, who cares? All right, um... who cares? Lucas so Park you were talking about in three games. Yeah, I think it's health bound. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you were talking about 
Text me. You had a question of the day. Oh, yeah. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, a.k.a. Taylor Radish? He's, I mean, he scored the late goal last game against Minnesota, but honestly, like, yeah, what's he, he, what's he, what's he been doing this year? <laughs> I feel like there's some he's been been very so hard focus on to, like all the other, all the other guys. He's been he's very got, hard to kind of defend this year. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's only got four goals and two assists, twenty-three games. I don't know. I feel like. What what's been what's going on? You know, I mean, I'm just gonna say it, and I know it's gonna be tough. I mean, I, I don't know, you might disagree, but it's like I feel Taylor Radish and Reichel right now have been like two of the bigger disappointments of this team. Yeah, I mean, I mean Reichel, it's like I want to give him benefit of the doubt just because it's like first full season. first time getting the yeah first season where he's like expected to play a full season and all that, but it's like. I feel any progress he he made that he showed last year from all the work he did in Rockford has just disappeared. Yeah. That's possible. Oh, like here's the thing, like Radish is playing basically the same amount of ice time as he did last year. He's even, so that's good. I think him not being on first line power play is hurting him cuz Unless he, I think he was on the first line power play last game. And look at that. He got a goal. <laughs> that was his first power so, play point of the season so far. He's got a shorthanded goal too, which is kind of funny. Um, I think that's where, he, that's where he was most effective last year was like power play. He had 15 power yeah. play points out of his 37, but still, you know, I, it's, it's probably just goes along with a lot of what the Hawks are experiencing as a team. And it's just the struggle to score. Is he going to turn – is he the next, like – I feel like every year we've had a player like this, Kubalik, Suter, like all these guys who are like, oh, there's a huge – like we're relying on them for offense and then they get snake bitten and then they just disappear and then now we're going to probably move on from Radish. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I, I... – I hope he just kind of gets it going again. Maybe it's just the fact that he's not shooting a ton right now. Like Bedard's leading the team in shots with 71. Taylor Radish has 40 shots. Yes. Yeah, so so he's shooting, that. he's shooting at like a 10%. league, a league average ish of 10%, like right, like right, like there, even like Lucas Reichel's got 36 shots, but he's only got two goals. So he's shooting at 5.6%. It's just, I'm wondering if he ups his volume of shots, if he'll start seeing more goals go in. And I think that's just like, that's just the thing with this team. It's they just got to shoot right besides Bedard. Nobody's shooting. Like it's yeah. insane. The drop, but the next closest after. Yeah. But, and then he's up by 20 on Seth Jones. If Seth Jones is taking 51 shots and has zero goals, like I'm pretty sure everybody else can start shooting a bit more. And then it's Ryan Donato and Nick Foligno, like guys that, like Taylor Radish, who put 20 in last year, should be shooting more than them. Lucas Reichel should be short, shooting more than them. Fuck, man. Kurashev has 32 shots. He's played six less games, but he's I know he's been ripping the puck, too. He's been trying to shoot um, on the power play. Yeah. But He's got to keep up with Dart. Oh, yeah, he's I forgot that Athanasio is hurt, too. Yeah. That's another thing. Having Athanasio kind of sucks because his speed is definitely missed. 
And like he just likes to shoot too. Yeah, we just need those guys to fucking start shooting a lot more. That's why I'm excited about Bavillier. Hopefully he starts fucking ripping. Um, he had two shots in the one game. That's that that'll be good. I hope that like ends up. Here's here's if everybody can start contributing more offense and the lineup being like Bavillier, Kershev, Bernard, and like can just click. And then second line be if it's Reichel can start writing the ship and Radish start ripping because Reichel does like the pass if he can find Radish and then like Nick Felino, like just because like he was doing completely fine on that Bedard line. But yeah. now you can put him on that Reichel line and see if you can kind of guide him a little bit more offensively, maybe give them a little more like room because he's the one out there making sure that shit's going right, like going in the corners. That would be great. Otherwise, if give Jason Dickinson the fucking shot on that second line too. Dude, he's shooting 21.2% right now. Yeah. I mean, what he's second on the team in goals. That's insane. Yeah. If you if nobody wants to fucking shoot, man, like at least get Dickinson some more ice time. He's got five less minutes on on time on ice per game than Bedard right now. Dude, this team is starting to feel like a really crappy men's league team. You got your one good player, and you're just like, oh, he'll take care of it. Yeah, right. He's it's, got it, but it's frustrating because it's. I feel like they easily get put down and like frustrated when they're not scoring, and so they just like start looking for more passes instead of shots. And here's the thing too that's kind of even more frustrating is. And with this whole, like, I mean, I don't think that's the case where they just are like, oh, well, Bedard's going to handle it. Right. But it's like, it looks like seeing Bedard, like, against Detroit when he got frustrated and he snapped his stick against the board. It's like this kid is already feeling like a shit ton of pressure. Right. The last thing he should have to do is feel frustrated because shit's not going, you know, their way. That just reminded me about that game in Winnipeg when he just absolutely fucking dipsy doodles along the side of the boards and rips a fucking backhand pass to Kershev. And Kershev holds it for a little bit too long and Hillbuck makes the save where I it's a little bit of like, maybe everybody is just watching what he's doing. I think so. And they're kind of like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, please. Like if Kershev would have ripped that right away, that was like right on his tape, no look pass, like right past two defenders. And I was like, oh my God. Like, how does he do that? Yeah, that's yeah. another thing, too. I mean, a lot of – I've noticed that, too, with – I mean, everybody. They're getting the pass, hold, hold, yeah. shot. It should just be get the pass shot, get the pass shot, you know. Right. And it's just – it's just – Katie's got to spend some money, man. Get some guys. I think, you know, that's that's – Not yet, future. but, like, yeah, but, like – I'm st- like I'm really as the season's going on. It's like I hate feeling like er- and talking like that because it's like you got to trust the process and what we're building is going to be good and all that. Right. But it's like as frustrating. I mean, it's as much as we can accept the fact that this team's going to be bad. Like they're they're destined for a top three pick or at least a top five lottery pick or whatever. But it's like the frustration of watching them out there. Yeah, and just not trying. It seems like. Well, it's the consolation goals, right? Like, it's the prevent a shutout goal, and, like, yeah. that's all it is. <laughs> it's like... And, and then just, like, being dominated. 
there's a difference between this team and last year's team where last year's team, they knew they had no chance, but they were close in every game. And it felt like this team hey, kind of oh, started that they, way yeah. and then fell off a bit of, of from yeah. it. So it's like, whatever they need to do, they got to find their identity again. Like they have yeah. got to find some identity for this team and coach Richardson, whether it's coach Richardson or if it's Kyle Davison coming in and doing something like somebody has got to step up and be like, this is the culture. This is the identity. And this is the way we have to play. I think that, I mean, whenever they had those closed door meetings, which are players only, they always come out of those like fired up. It's like, they probably just need to do that every game. <laughs> they got to find some consistency too, because they have yet to win back-to-back games. Yeah. And they've it's yet tough. to put back-to-back like good performances. They play amazing one game and then they look like absolute dog shit the next. Yeah, it's weird. The consistency just isn't there. Which I mean, uh, with with the young team, right? Growing pains. So it's growing pains. Yeah, it just doesn't make it any easier watching it. And it's like no. it's like you can be the most understanding fan in the world, and it's still frustrating to see. And it's rightfully so. And that's you know what we have every right to to be frustrated and feel that way. But good news. Unless you got anything else to say. No, that's it. What that? Okay. Um, Bedard, rookie of the month for November. Hey. Yeah, because he's awesome. <laughs> and then the other thing so I have for good. Hawks talk is uh, World Juniors is coming up, and the initial rosters have been like announced. Hawks have six players on the initial rosters. Oh, okay. Uh, for Team USA, it's uh, was it Gavin Hayes? Okay. Frank nice. Nazar. Nice. Oliver Moore. Nice. And Rinzel. Is it Sam Rinzel? Oh, Sam Rinzel's on there? Rinzel, yeah. Nice. Um, Slovakia. Hot. Hot Slovakia shit. has Gajan. Yeah. And, and then Martin Misiak. Misiak, yeah. Yep. So six players. Not bad. And, I mean, technically, Canada could have had Bedard and Korchinski, but no. No, thank you. <laughs> The one I was interested, kind of surprised, was um, what team does he play for? Or what? Ludwinski. Oh yeah, dude, he's been killing it this year. Is he? He's Canadian, huh? Paul Ludwinski. Unless Canada hasn't announced their team yet or their roster yet. I don't. Know. It's possible. I haven't seen anything about it. I I honestly only saw the Slovakian team anyway. With Misiak and, and Gayen. Yeah, he's Canadian, so they haven't maybe they haven't announced their team yet. Well he's having himself a year, huh? Oh my god. Um I just exited out. He was on a at one point was on a 14 game point streak. Um he currently is through 23 games, 11 goals, 15 assists for 26 points. Yeah. I mean, even a, like Nick Lardis, he's got 27 and 25. And he's another 18. Canadian kid. He's uh 18 though, so I don't know if he's gonna actually make that that roster. Although um, it's possible. He's 19. He can make it. He can make it. Doesn't look like they have released the roster it. yet. Yeah. yeah. It's so. not final rosters, right? It's just like no, it's just the in, initial invite, invited players or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um the games start, they're gonna be in Sweden this year. 
So that'll be some uh, early morning hockey. Oh, Ryan Cooley, uh, out of Boston University. He's another Canadian kid. He's got 16 points in 16 games in the NCAA. Who's that? Ryan Green. Oh, Ryan Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm because I'm, you know how the points work. Where a lot of points in the CHL is similar to like being a point per game in the NCAA. So I wonder if they give him a look too. Celebrating, baby. Yeah. Right. It's killing it. Um. Oh, I've, speaking of Celebrini, I had this like weird thought where it was going to end up him going to, like, St. Louis. <laughs> and I was just like, how fucking weird and funny would that be if, like, the rivalry between the Hawks and St. Louis was, like, on fire because we just had back-to-back first overall picks between the two of them? Uh, I don't know why. I was just, like, just just a, something that I popped into my mind. It was crazy. Who are the other two guys that they're saying? Because I saw I was reading somebody talking about him, and he's like, he's a projected top three pick. Are there two other players that are like, oh shit? Uh, yeah, I know one's named like Demidov. Um, I'm on fucking lead prospects right now, but let me double check draft center. It, it okay? They're not gonna have it. Hold on one second. Cole Iserman. Oh yeah, Cole Iserman. He's one of them. Yeah, that kid's the from the national development team. And then Ivan Demidov. Yeah. Demidov. There's a yeah. There's a, a handful of guys that are like that are in like the top five, top ten that are are pretty are supposed to be pretty good. I just don't think the draft is as deep as it was last year. But there's some but like it's really, a good year really to, good players. It's a, yeah, it's a good year for us to be bottom of this of the league. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Like Cole, the Cole Eiserman kid. He's a left winger. He's got 41 points in 21 games in the national uh, national team development program. It's committed to Boston University next year. Yeah, which I mean that could always change, right? But right, Garrett, that's not that's fine. Then Ivan Demidov kid is playing in, is a Russian that's playing. in – in the uh, Ska St. Petersburg team. Yes, yeah, I don't know, man. Russians, man. Still still nervous about that. Yeah, well, it's not the 1990s anymore, so. Yeah. Can't let Detroit have all of them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, anything else for Hawkstock? No, that's it. That's a long one. Long Hawkstock. All right, yeah, about 45 minutes. Holy shit. Ooh, um, baby. Let's real quick then NHL talk. Uh, we already mentioned Patrick Kane signs with Detroit one year, two point seven five million, uh, likely to start. Not gonna pl- was projected to play at tonight against Buffalo in Buffalo. Does not look like that's gonna happen. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I really hope that the surgery helps him and that he gets back to Showtime status. I'm excited to see him and to bring it. Uh, yeah, reading that's, more about that's the really surgery. exciting. Yeah, reading more Especially about the surgery, though, it doesn't have a lot of success in the NHL. No. So hopefully he can be the, the outlier. Especially since Detroit is currently in a playoff spot. Like, I would love to see them succeed with Caden to bring it just because let them let them make it to the playoffs, man. Like, let them build something good. And then when the Hawks are good, too, like, let's fucking face off. The NHL is better when the original six teams are good. Yeah. Say it for me again. Let's go. Um, right? Like right now, like Leafs are good. Detroit's playing well. Boston's playing well. Montreal's not 
that bad. They're like, I mean, a few points out of a playoff spot. Rangers are fucking killing it, and then the Hawks are just like, <laughs> it's like that three-headed dra- that three-headed dragon meme. Yeah, right. Like two badass dragons, and you got the goofy-looking one. That's a yeah, Hawks right now. That's what. I, that's the one. noise I made. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm also here. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Um. I also, when I initially saw him sign there for one year, I also think if the if the rings fall out of a playoff contention, oh the, yeah, you could flip him. I mean, yeah. you could flip him for some assets if he's looking like he can play. Hey, there's other original six teams he hasn't played for yet, but he's got three to go. He but could really, he could honestly, he could honestly just go back to the Rangers. He could, because that's a much easier deal to acquire for the rangers and i don't know man because like, I, De- I think detroit mm-hmm. has the ability to kind of succeed like they were playing like even when they played the hawks they were playing without larkin dude if they can just get a goaltender oh speaking of dylan larkin sad yeah. news out of, out of that yeah he missed uh two games for non-hockey related reasons and then he ended up Releasing a post on Instagram saying that him and his wife suffered a mis suffered a miscarriage. Fucking shitty, man. I hate. Yeah, that's the I hate hearing that shit. But, um, yeah. So thoughts go out to the Larkin family. I think he he's back, right? Yeah, I think he, he scored immediately. Of course, he did. Good for him. Um, Arizona's on fire. Arizona is on fire. They are. Just killing four game, four game win streak. All four of them have come against the most recent Stanley Cup champions, the first team in NHL history to do that. Um, they're playing tonight against, against the, uh, the their last Stanley Cup champion that they have to defeat <laughs> in a row. Oh, yeah, because it was Tampa, Tampa, mm-hmm. Colorado. Was, yeah, was in there, and then they beat Vegas, and then they beat Washington, and then they're playing St. Louis tonight, right? That, that's what that's, you said. Yeah, yeah. And so St. Amazing. Louis is the is the last one before that, and I don't think they have Pittsburgh coming up anytime soon. Um, yeah, no, Larkin had an assist in the last game. I think it might have been on the game winner. Or no, they're playing Washington tonight. Okay, that's what it is. Did they just play St. Louis? They might have. I don't know. It should be fucking easier to find this stupid NHL.com. Yeah, right. Uh, Anaheim, Arizona. Clayton Keller, 21 points, 23 games. Oh, yeah, they just beat St. Louis on Saturday. Yeah. That's what it was. So they, their last loss was against St. Louis, which is kind of funny. And then they beat Vegas, Tampa, Colorado, St. Louis, and now they're playing Washington tonight. They got Pittsburgh a week from today. Well, tomorrow. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. But they got... I bet it's not, it's not in the row. Oh, God, that would have been amazing. They got the Flyers, Boston, Buffalo, then Pittsburgh. That's always that's they, kind of, it's such an interesting like streak of teams, right? And then they're just on fire. Their schedule right now could be like really beneficial for them. You know, these are the games like because they got the fly. I mean, the Flyers are playing well, though. The, um, the Flyers are kind of on a downturn right now, though. They got the Flyers. They got Buffalo twice. They got San Jose twice. They got Ottawa. They got the Ducks. Buffalo was supposed to take the biggest step forward, and they have just been the same old Buffalo. <laughs> it's so well, sad. Well, 
let's let's do that. Um, we'll wrap this up with some interesting stats yeah. through eight weeks of the NHL season. Um, this is on this is via NHL feeds on Twitter or on Instagram. Only team without a player with fifteen plus points. Can you name them? Only team without a player with fifteen plus points. Um, yeah. Islanders. Capitals. Capitals. Okay, and their most points goes to what? Dylan Strom. Probably, yeah. He has the most goals. It actually might be Ovi. Um, I texted this to our group chat the other day. Um, but the San Jose Sharks has more regulation wins than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. That's uh, a very weird one. Toronto's winning all their games in OT. It's crazy. Leon Dreisaitl has just three goals at five on five this season. Okay. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> McCarr, McCarr and Quinn Hughes are both on pace for over 110 points. That's pretty sexy. <laughs> the Sabres have an 87% chance of missing the playoffs again. I don't know what their deal is. Capitals are the only playoff team with more goals against than goals for. Okay. And then the last one, <laughs> Christian, Christian Jari is outscoring Josh Anderson. Oh, really? Didn't he tie, like, Zegers in points? Or was that somebody so. else? No, that was him, I think, with his goal. Goalie yeah, goal. That's, yeah, I can't believe he scored a goal. He also broke his stick that game with somebody. Did you see that? No. There was, like, a whole scrum in front of the net. Somebody dropped their twig on whoever, whatever team they were playing, and he picked it up and <laughs> broke it against the pipe and just dropped it. And I was just like, God, what a dick. Fucking but goals, whatever. <laughs> just finish it out with a goal. Oh, my God. Um, how about uh, I just remember this? How about Tampa scoring what was it like six goals on like 15 shots? Oh, oh, shit, yeah, what was that one against Carolina? And then Tampa loses the other night eight to one against Dallas, and they're up to nothing against Dallas right now. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah, it's it's just like a weird week. Oh yeah, Hockey's the sharks. Silly, man. The sharks. The sharks beat the Devils six to three. The sharks had eighteen shots. The Devils had forty seven. But like before that, Tampa had that wild game. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, oh, you said against Carolina. Yeah. Eight it was to two. Eight to two. Okay. On fourteen shots. Fourteen. It was fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It was on 14 shots. That's yeah, hilarious. What it's it, it was such a weird week, man. Anti Ratna with a 0. 0.429 save percentage. Yeah, that's not that's not good stuff. You leave Funny him thing. in for that entire thing. Yeah, what's he gonna do? Demand a trade? But it's like, dude, give him give him a like after yeah. so many goals, don't you just like all right, let's just switch it up for your mental state. Yeah, like we don't want to destroy you, your confidence. Oh shit! Um, yeah. that's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. All We're right, two fifty four. What do you want to call it? Oh, um, <laughs> what was the last one titled? It was like the Corey the Perry, Perry saga. Files. The uh, Perry Files. Perry filed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. 
that sounded too much like pedophile. Um, <laughs> fucking like struggle bus city. Fuck, I don't know, man. How about shoot the puck? Shoot the yeah, shoot the puck. <laughs> That's good. All right, episode 254. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast feed. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, social media at WCB Podcast, promo code THPN on DraftKings. Uh, social media at WCB Podcast. I say that already. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Hey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.